When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people if they can become something more like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast and resource devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I am once again joined by my co-host and good friend, Chris Bruffett. What's going on today, Chris? Man, if I were any better, I just couldn't stand it. That's right, because the game has released. We're officially. here. Finally. Been long enough, man. Well, what's exciting about this, Chris is everyone has it in their hands now, and that includes us. Like, we didn't have it before. We were going off of demos and pictures of cards and promos and all that kind of stuff. Whatever resource we could find. So now we can really get into it and start learning the game. But, of course, hobbying first. (laughs) We got to get it together. Always hobbying first. Got to finish getting it together. We got a little bit to go, Chris, but I'm excited. Let's also not forget Hulk and MODOK came with this core set. (laughs) I can't wait to finish my Hulk figure. I can't wait to get it painted mm. and post it up on my Instagram and on my yes and on my Twitter. Very excited. I don't know. Am I going to go Gray Hulk? I'm not sure yet. I think you have to. Chris. I don't know, man. I think you have to. If I'm going the Green Hulk, because I'm just a sucker for green and purple, I think you should go the Gray, and we All can right. have a face off in one of our games. You know, mm. this is not an episode on Hulk, but what I like about him is I feel like he's so iconic visually and just you know just the character that he's going to show up on a lot of tables if you're going green hulk and we're going to face off maybe i should go red hulk oh man there we go i like I'm that i'm sure they will do a red hulk i'm figure. sure i'm sure and will they do an amadeus cho hulk Ooh. figure who knows atomic mask get at me let me know i know man we got so many great things slide in my dms boys yeah <laughs> yeah right but no major gameplay from us yet this week obviously that's going to change to our next episode, I'm hoping. Man, what a time to be alive, Chris. We have the game out. People are checking out the show. People are finding us, which is great. A lot of people have already reached out and told us wonderful things. I want to thank all those people right now up front. I also want to thank the people that have reached out and told me they were a little unsure about this game until they heard our show, and now they're going to give it a shot. And that means a lot, guys. It means a lot. It makes all this worth it, Chris. It really does. All this work and, and time and effort, of course, that we're trying to pump out and get the game to more people. Well, if our excitement for the game can be parlayed to you, then we are, we're on the right track. 
that that's certainly true. We want to thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for listening. Absolutely. And we hope you pick up on our love of this universe as well. Not only just gaming and miniatures gaming, but Marvel. It's something that's very dear to us. And the Stan Lee sort of motto and mindset, I think, applies to our show as well. Just reaching everyone and positivity, all these good things, Chris. But in keeping with all that, we are continuing the series we've done so far with Captain America and Red Skull. That is our character deep dive episodes. We got to get through this whole course at Chris. We're going through it chronologically, or what we deem chronological, one hero and one villain each time we have an episode. And this week is no different. We have another hero. It's going to be Captain Marvel this week, the incomparable Carol Danvers. That's right, the mighty Captain Marvel. So let's just get right into it. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. We thank all of our patrons for the support. We don't have any new patrons to announce this week, but that could change pretty easily, y'all. But we want to thank all of our current patrons and, once again, everyone listening and supporting. So once again, thank you to all those patrons that are part of the Fury's Finest team. If you want to join our team, pass us a dollar from your tip jar or your coffee fund. Check out our Patreon. Check out the tiers. Uh, There's a lot of different things going on with the different tiers. And we obviously have more things planned for the Patreon in the future. Thank you once again. Chris, let's get into today's lore. All right, let's step into it. This week, guys, we're going to be talking about Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel. Of course, she's gone by quite a few different superhero names. But we're going to focus mostly today on her as Captain Marvel. Maybe if there's enough interest from you guys, we can do some serious deep dives on the uh, lore of these characters in the future. Certainly. Uh, Let us know if that's something you guys are interested in. But today, we're going to start with who is Captain Marvel? So, Chris, when you mention that she's been several different superheroes, I feel like that's something longtime Marvel fans know, but possibly maybe new fans or just people who watch the MCU have no idea. If there's just a quick summation of that, just a couple of her other character names, you could just toss some of them out for us. Right. She worked with the X-Men as a superhero named Binary. She had a different power set as Binary. She had the power of a star behind her, energy absorption, projection, and control as Binary. Very Kryptonian. Extremely. She also went by Miss Marvel, of course. That was when she gained the powers of Captain Marvel for the first time. She was Miss Marvel for a very long time. She worked with the Avengers as Warbird in her Miss Marvel outfit. Left the Avengers, came back, led the Avengers, various different things. And finally, she took the mantle of Captain Marvel from Marvel in the 2000s and has run with it ever since. Since the year 2000, Marvel has really put her front and center. And the public has responded. She's becoming a a very well-known and loved character. What I like about this segment, Chris, is before we even get into the history of the character, I feel like we learn a lot about history of our world with comics because we went over this with Captain America, and we hope you guys enjoyed that episode. But the way Captain America was used in media in the 40s when he was concurrent, then he was not actually the Steve we thought he was via other comics and things like that. The real Steve was in ice. He came back in the time period of the Avengers first coming out, which was the late 60s, early 70s. Right. Red Skull was actually fairly consistent from when he released to now. But what you're saying, Chris, about Red Skull was he's just kind of a constant evil. He's kind of a a demon spirit of a sort where he just continues to come back. 
some of these heroes, it's a little different. They had ebbs and flows. They had different names. So I feel like we're going to see a lot of this on the show. Maybe this is a more extreme case. This one is, in her inception, Carol really was meant to kind of embody the women's movement. Right. The struggle for recognition. She fought for equal pay for women in the military. A couple writers took her down a dark path. And I feel like it took until the 90s to really reconcile all of that. She had bouts of alcoholism, much like Tony Stark, and tried to deal with the demons of her past. Now, she's in a very good place. She's known as the Mightiest Avenger. She's the most powerful female character in Marvel. Right, She's maybe the most powerful character on the Avengers. She's in a really good place. Her movie was awesome. Yeah, the movie was very enjoyable as well. I just find it so interesting, and that we're going to continue to run into this, because like you're talking about just different writers, different stories different ways to take characters. And sometimes those characters change over the years dramatically. And this is a good example of that might not be the case with some of the others like Spider-Man and things like that, but certainly other characters like this is going to happen more. And I'm excited to get into more lore segments where we see more of that. So let's talk about when she took the mantle of Captain Marvel. Uh, It was in 2012, right? Right. Captain Marvel number one. And that's the Carol Danvers we've talked about. And this was created by writer Roy Thomas and the artist Gene Cullen. That's who created Carol Danvers, um, not quite who wrote the story of her finally accepting Captain Marvel, but yes. So it's a little much to get into the full history of Carol Danvers and the Captain Marvel moniker and power set. What we're going to do instead is talk about her powers. As Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers initially possessed superhuman strength, endurance, stamina, physical durability, and a limited precognitive seventh sense, or wow. cosmic sense, Whoa. otherwise known as, and a perfectly amalgamated human Cree physiology that rendered her resistant to most toxins and poisons. We will return to that in strategy. Mm-hmm. She originally only had the power of flight thanks to a contraption in her suit, but when she became binary and inherited the powers of a white hole, is what they're calling it, It allowed full control manipulation of stellar energies, and she could control heat, electromagnetic spectrum, and gravity, so she could fly without anything, any help. She had light speed travel, the ability to survive in the vacuum of space. She was very, very powerful as binary. She had some really cool runs with Claremont writing her in the late 80s and 90s Okay, uh, with her time with the X-Men and Cosmic. The link to the white hole was eventually severed, but Danvers did retain some powers of binary, which will be reflected in the cards. She can still absorb limited amounts of energy, project it in a photonic form, and she can also still survive in space, which we saw in the movie. She can go into binary form, kind of that Super Saiyan thing she did in the movie. That Super Saiyan thing, yeah. She lacks the consistent source of energy to maintain that uh, binary form. But she she can't use it. She still possesses superhuman strength, durability. She can fly roughly Mach 6. She still has her cosmic sense. She can discharge explosive blasts of radiant energy, which she fires Mm. from her fingertips. She also demonstrates the ability to absorb other forms of energy, such as electricity, which will further magnify her strength and energy projection. And it can factor up to the force of a nuclear weapon. When sufficiently augmented, she can withstand the pressure of a 92-ton weight and strike with a similar level of force. Holy cow. (laughs) Pretty ridiculous. She is a heavy hitter, although she is limited when it comes to mystic 
powers. She cannot absorb magical energy without consequences, but she can't absorb it. Wow. That's a lot, Chris. It's a lot. She's a lot. Okay, Chris. So that's her superpowers, which is, of course is very complex. We're going to talk about superpowers every time we do one of these lore segments. We mentioned she was reset in the 2000s to basically now the MCU Captain Marvel. So what's kind of just the overall story that 2000s MCU storyline we kind of know Carol to have now? Once returning to the Avengers, she came back as Warbird initially, took the mantle of Captain Marvel, and with that mantle, she really stepped into the forefront of leadership. She also took a prominent leadership role, Al Ewing's run on the Ultimates, running Alpha Flight, which in command of Alpha Flight, that is, which is the premier space defense organization of Marvel currently. She played a major role in Civil War II, a major role in the A-Force, which is a uh, Secret Wars spinoff. She's very prominent in the Marvel Universe these days. Her being so prominent in Marvel right now, of course, they brought her into the MCU. What a fantastic job they did. They did a really good job. So let's talk about her references in the films, like where she pops up. She's in less of the films than most of the other characters we've talked about so far. It really seems she's going to be a focal point in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Absolutely. They are building her up to be the next leader of the good guys. So let's talk about where she's first mentioned. Infinity War, she is indirectly referenced. So we have the end credits scene with Fury actually calling her because he is being turned into dust (laughs) and he's realizing what's happening. So he's making out a cosmic call ties directly to us with Fury. But I just I love that we immediately go into Captain Marvel. So now we're talking chronological with the films because, of course, Captain Marvel takes place in the past. Right. Though it did come out after Infinity War. So this is the film where we get her entire origin story. We have her early in the film and with her military background and also her connections to the Kree. So if you haven't seen it, what a better time to see it than now, Chris, because we should talk about this at the top of the show, but Disney <laughs> Plus has launched as well since the game has come out. So a lot of crazy things have happened for us. It's all there at our fingertips. So now we are fully inundated with Marvel. If we weren't before, we certainly quite What were. a time to be alive. Go check out Captain Marvel. It's a pretty good movie. And you know what's interesting about it? All takes place during the 90s. And we see her entire backstory, but not only her backstory, we see Nick Fury's backstory. We do. And one of the more interesting things I thought about that movie was the way they took the scrolls. Yeah. They were not, the Kree were the bad. It was weird. They flipped it all around. They did. They flipped the script on us there. Who knows if it'll flip back to average, but we'll see. Of course, we have Captain Marvel playing a major role in the next film right after that, which is chronological in our film timeline, the next film, but also... You know, the next film in the MCU timeline, which is Avengers Endgame. She actually appears at the beginning. After the snap, we have basically the superheroes who are left dealing with the galaxy and Earth and taking care of people. We see her represented then with her new haircut. And then we also see her at the end of the film Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beat up Thanos quite a bit. Pretty cool. But, you know, to make things truly dire, even she can't beat Thanos at the very end. It gets pretty dire that that climax is, which is great, and but we really get to see her powers fully featured in Endgame because she's kind of fully realizing them by the end mm-hmm. of Captain Marvel. It's 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 wonderful character development. Yeah, very good. And then of course the next film we have on our list is Spider Man Far From Home. She's mentioned in this, not seen if I remember correctly in this, Chris, but mentioned. So once again, another chronological movie after these right. other movies. 
So they clearly are building her up as well, a new major character. And I think the fact that she was mentioned in Far From Home just goes to show that they are building her to be a focal point, to be the engine that drives the next set of movies. Well, yeah. And what's interesting is she's mentioned by civilians. She's in the, the minds of just people of Earth, too. So it's not just some right. sort of mention from another superhero that she's fought kind with of a her. star. She's becoming a star. She's becoming... No, well, well known. powered by one. <laughs> That's right. And last but not least, Chris, we have Captain Marvel 2 coming very soon in the coming years. I do believe the tagline for this one's going to be Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, right. What a better name. We're going to have her next film. And um, obviously, she's going to appear a lot more than this. But this is all that's been confirmed so far and all she's been in so far. That's what the MCU is right now with her. If you're interested in knowing a little bit more about Captain Marvel... That's right. Give us some recommendations. Recommendations at the moment, and this might change as I'm not the world's number one authority on Carol, but doing prep for this episode has gotten me interested in reading more of her stuff, but Kurt Busick's Avengers, where she leads a team, and also Al Ewing's Ultimates is is a recent favorite of mine. Al Ewing is a great writer, and his idea of... The Ultimates is just so fun and interesting. Well, I will definitely check those out, Chris. I've recently been reading Captain Marvel because I've never read her and getting in the mindset of this game and these characters. What I've been reading is the Mighty Captain Marvel is a two-year run that's recent years, obviously was leading up to the films, and that is by Margaret Stoll and illustrated by Ramon Rosanas. I'm enjoying it so far. We talked about her being in the mindset and nebulous of civilians in the MCU. That is the take they take in this comic where she's kind of well known she's trying to deal with that they're making television shows about her kind of like superman shows but you know her she she was illustrated very well in the movies about being no nonsense she is an air force she is a military person (laughs) like she's a talented air force pilot right she's very no nonsense she is that that classic military leader that's right in a lot of in a lot of ways and the fame is kind of hard for her to deal with. Yeah. So this arc's about that and just her working with the government, dealing with aliens and things like that. Um, it's really interesting so far. And I like the illustrations. Well, maybe it's time to move on. I think it is. Let's head over to strategy. We're going to be going through Captain Marvel's card in Marvel Crisis Protocol core set. We're going to go through all of her stats, all of her attacks, all for superpowers. And then we're going to talk some strategy, some opening thoughts we have about these characters because, you know, the game is still new. Really interesting ways to see how this game pans out. But we're just going to our initial thoughts, Chris. So let's start with Captain Marvel's card. First of all, this art is really great. We have Alter Ego, Carol Danvers. And then we have the healthy side, Chris. So you want to read us that healthy side? I would love to. The healthy side consists of stamina six, medium speed, height two, threat four, her defenses are as follows, Physical 3, Energy 4, and Mystic 3. Okay, so anything stand out to you right off the bat? I'm going to tell you what stands out to me is that she has a very high energy defense. Yeah. Or slightly above average. We haven't seen anything in the core set yet, Chris, that's above 4 defense on one area. I'm interested to see future characters that have a higher defense. Right. Now, we can't forget Cap where he's buffing that 4 with a 2 the vibranium shield, which is insane. But that aside, baked in, we don't have anything higher than four. So it's interesting that she has three physical, but she has four energy and she has three mystic. Well, and it goes with that binary. Her history is binary of energy absorption and manipulation. That's right. Which is wonderful use of comic lore to 
craft the rules of the game so well. Yeah, and we're going to see a theme with her, just like I think we'll see a theme with Ultron, but her theme is energy. I'm really interested to get into more of this, but other than that, anything else stand out to you, Chris? She has the standard around six health. That's pretty standard. Standard medium move, you know, the standouts on this game so far are the short moves and the right. the long moves. They're standouts because they're different. Medium is the standard move. Standard height of two, no, nothing different right. there. And a threat of four, which so far this is our third four in a row, but that's going to taper down, Chris. We're going to get yeah. some lower cost threat characters. We soon. have opened with some heavy hitters. Yeah, we opened with the two leaders of the factions that have really strong abilities, really strong economy power mitigation. So they were obviously fours. Now we have Captain Marvel, who is just a powerhouse damage-wise. Right. So she's a four, which makes perfect sense. And something I want to mention while we're here, Chris, because I've listened to people talk about this game. I've listened to I'm, – I'm part of the Facebook group, and there's a lot of discussion about what does the threat number really mean? Because clearly Ultron and Captain Marvel need to be the highest threat out of everyone in the box. That makes sense thematically. But I don't think these are necessarily thematic because Spider-Man is also a four. I think what it is is – you got to get out of that thematic headspace because the rest of the card is 100% thematic. Right. You got to get into the headspace of how did they balance the game? Right. And how threatening is this character in the composition of a list? Will they balance out the other numbers? Say someone's running a bunch of twos and threes we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is this four going to make up for that? Right. That's what it is about. If this was theme, I think Captain Marvel would be a six. You know, and I think easily. Yeah. I know that's upset a lot of people who are big Captain Marvel fans and other people who are like, well, Spider Man can't be four. Well, it's just the balance of the game, and we'll get to Spider-Man because, later because yeah. he's not very powerful damage-wise, but, but he's powerful in different is, ways. Exactly. His control is insane. I just want people to keep that in mind, yeah. It's just like converting a novel into a movie. It's not going to be the exact same. It's right. a different medium. There are going to be some trade-offs, and yeah, she is the mightiest Avenger, but in the context of the game, to keep things fair and balanced, we got to... Got to concede a little bit. That's right, Chris. But let's get into her attacks. So starting with her first attack, it is a physical attack and it is strike. Everyone has a strike. Let's talk about her strike here. It is two range, five attack, zero power, and it has the standard text. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. Now, what's interesting, Chris, about her strike, something different so far since we're going straight through the core set. She doesn't have a wild result like Captain America and right. Red Skull do. So it's just a standard strike. What's interesting about this, I, I mentioned it's a physical attack up front because from here on out, it's all energy. It's all energy. Right. So we got to mention, maybe there's someone who benefits from attacking by energy. She might have to change her strategy. She might be doing more strikes. Only time will tell. But let's move on to the next ability, Chris. Energy Blast. Energy Blast is going to be a range 4, strength 4, zero cost strike. The text on the strike reads like this. After this attack is resolved, this character gains 1 power. This character may re-roll any number of attack dice for this attack. Holy cow. That's nasty. That is nasty. It's not a high damage attack by any means, but just like Captain America's range 4 shield that wasn't too hard hitting the attack, it had an interesting ability. This has an interesting ability, which is consistency. She gets to re-roll any number of attack dice to make this truly work. And also, Chris, no matter what, every time she does this attack, she gains one power. So it's a Whether anything gets through or not, she gains one power. So she might strike early game, but mid-game, she's definitely going to be doing a lot of energy blasts and just building up that one power. And keep in mind, too, Chris, in our second episode where we went through the phases of the game, every 
character in the game is going to receive one power every turn no matter what. Right. So right. this is kind of a built-in. Captain Marvel is going to get two every turn no matter what if you're energy blasting. And I say that because this is a range four attack. This is uh, keeping her safe and it's doing energy damage from afar. Well, and I feel when you combine this with binary form, one of her superpowers, it gets pretty gross. It certainly does. But I'm going to move on to the next attack, Chris. This is her final attack. It is Rocket Punch. It is a range three, which is great. It is seven attack dice, which is a lot. Wow. And it costs three power to do. It does have a wild result. The wild result is stagger. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains the stagger special condition. So this is high damage and control. Right. It's very good. So let's talk about this attack, Chris. It's range three, which is good. It's certainly better than range two, which is, seems to be everybody's standard mm-hmm. short right. attack. Not a four, but it is still in the middle. And, you know, this is seven dice. This is a lot. Once again, add a couple more dice to that with the binary form, and we are cooking with gas. That's right. And obviously with the binary form giving you more, like we keep alluding to, more likelihood to get the stagger wild result. Stagger really is very effective. Right. So this is going to require that enemy to spend an action, their next activation, to get rid of that stagger. If they're out of range, you're preventing them from doing an attack, right. or you're preventing them from doing one of their superpowers to you know, improve themselves. There's a lot of options, Chris. You're obviously preventing them from objectives, which is truly this whole game. I love it. But we got to move on to that binary form. Tell me about it, Chris. Well, well, for five power, you can enter binary form for a turn. Until the start of the character's next activation, it adds two dice to its attack and defense rolls. So you spend that five power. It's going to be great if you're going to go on the offense. Maybe you put yourself out there in harm's way. Know that you're going to take some shots. Activate binary form. Your attack gets an extra two rolls. And then your defense rolls get an extra two dice every time you get hit until Captain Marvel activates again. That's right. I like that it's tanky as well. And, you know... This is an active superpower. You do have to spend an action to do it. We talked about the differences between active, reactive, and innate in a previous episode. So the only downside of this, Chris, is it takes an action to do. It's like with when I had Iron Man on our first demo game, Mm -hmm. and I did the Friday AI, and I shot the homing rockets and completely missed. You wouldn't expect that because it's a high likelihood to succeed. Right. But, you know, looking back, it's like, well, I could have maybe moved or uh, done just a repulsor shot. And so the homing rockets, you know, is that first thing. So it's interesting, but I do love this binary form because keep in mind, paired with Captain America, this is going to cost one less. It's pretty right. pricey. Five is pretty pricey, but that's going to cost four. And um, two dice is, can't be overstated, Chris. So rocket punch is now nine dice. Her defense, say she's defending against energy, is now a six, six dice. Yeah. So she's got a built-in Captain America vibranium shield there. And even her physical and mystic, which are weaker defense, um, she can buff them up to five and have a better than average defense on those type of damage types. So I think it's really interesting. Very thematic. I'm a big fan. But I'll move on to the next ability. This is a active superpower, once again, called the Danvers Special. Choose an interactive terrain feature or an enemy character, both size three or less, and within range two, throw it medium. This superpower can only be used once per turn. This costs three power. So this is a free throw, which is great. As in, 
You don't have to trigger a wild. You don't have to trigger right things. Yeah, you can use it anytime you want. And it's size three. Out of the core box crits, that is um, the Daily Bugle stand. That's all the cars. That's all the right. light posts, of course. All these things that are three or smaller. So this is effective. This is actually something I was not expecting on her as much. I expect it thematically, but it's kind of like a little control ability on her, which is great. And when damage gets through from these thrown objects, you you stagger opponents as well. Right. So it's, once again, it's a powerhouse exerting some control if you're a little bit savvy. That's right. And we haven't even talked about in our episodes yet because we're getting to in the future, but terrain, the effects of terrain, the effects of line of sight. This is going to play huge into that when everybody's truly getting better at the game, Chris. And it's kind of yeah. like sometimes when you throw terrain, you're throwing it to prevent someone else from throwing it right. at you. You're also removing line of sight from the battlefield. Right. So if it's done strategically, you can remove terrain from their side. That's giving them cover. You can remove terrain that could just hurt you. So it's a huge part of this game, throwing terrain. And it's cool that she has a baked in ability. That's just an active superpower. Once again, a superpower discounted by one via the Avengers affiliation. So that's going to be too power for her to do that with the Avengers affiliation uh, once a turn, which is great. So let's talk about her next superpower. This is an innate superpower. Yes. It's called energy absorption. And it reads like this. When this character is defending against an energy attack for each wild in the defense role, they may change one of the attackers crit wild or hit to a blank. This character gains one power for each dice changed this way. So let's think about energy absorption Ooh, yeah. combined with binary form and extra two dice against an energy attack. Maybe they roll a wild and they have a wild triggered. If you roll a wild, you cancel it out to nothing. You might still have to take a crit. You might still take those hits. But if you cancel that wild, they're no longer going to get that wild activation. Like you said, if she's in binary form, she's rolling six dice on defense against an energy attack. There's a high chance she's, she's going to get a wild or two. And that's, of course, reducing the damage, but also gaining her extra power. Right. I love how thematic this is. This is by far her best ability in the sense of character identity to me. And this is makes her incredibly unique. This also says to me, as a gamer, just at tournament settings and things like that, don't attack her with energy unless you have to. Don't attack her with energy. I think I'm, you're going to have to at times, which is rough. If you're running Captain Marvel, your whole goal is to force them to attack you with energy. But this is where it comes into play, Chris, right? You get her on an objective. Mm -hmm. You hit that binary form. You just tank up and just so take all that. shots. Yeah, Super Saiyan up. And it's so thematic. In that situation, they have no choice because they have to remove you from the objectives because the way you win the game is objectives. I mean, there's just a lot of interesting aspects to this character and we're not even done yet chris i'm gonna get into her last innate ability which is our first instance of innate rule breaking aspects of characters in the game and this is pretty interesting she has two innate abilities flight and immunity to poison so she can't be poisoned ever bummer there's no poison in the game yet on characters but you know it's coming you oh know it's, it's coming. coming it's gonna be a major part of this game She's immune to it, which makes perfect sense with her theme. But she also has flight, Chris. So we've talked about in this game, flight just makes you move on top of terrain like it's a move without getting too convoluted here with climbing up and all that sort of Think stuff. Think about how cool this will be when we see some boards with some true high-rise buildings on it. 
Oh, man. You're going to have <laughs> the flying characters fighting on top of buildings, oh, the yeah. grounded characters. Well, and you can it's shoot down, cool. right? So she's exactly. going to be a turret. She's going to be early game, flying places, getting in position. But I think mid game to late game, Chris, you're going to just be energy blasting. You're going to be binary forming. You're going to be holding a spot. She's a really good turret character. She's a beast. And I love all these this interactions that, you know, she's really good um, against energy. She's obviously really good against poison because it doesn't do anything to her. She's really good against movement and things like that because she has flight, but she has a weakness to physical attacks and obviously mystic in the future. So I, I already love the, the interactions in my mind because mm-hmm. we're talking mm-hmm. about this. Just you don't want to shoot her, but you might have to. But then what does that mean with other characters coming in the game? So great. And, you know, she's just a flying heavy hitter. And that's what they wanted in this core set. They wanted right. this. She really is the punch front on the uh, hero team. She's one of the clear DPS because so far on the hero team that we've done, we have Captain America who is incredibly tanky and defensive, incredibly synergistic with his team by giving discounts and giving people extra defense, his built-in bodyguard ability. Now we just have a character who can fly, does a lot of damage, has her own energy mitigation, and her own economy, too. So I'm just excited to see what comes in the future on the hero team, how these work together. Oh, my. It's going to be so fun trying to figure out the best way to destroy the opposition using these characters. That is right, Chris. And, you know, we have her antithesis coming next week from a gameplay standpoint, Ultron. Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I am so excited. He's luring me to the dark side every day. Mm -hmm. It's nice over here. Last but not least, Chris... I haven't really harped on this yet on this episode, but you flip her card. She's the same. She's exactly the same. Just as strong. No decreases, no increases, no remove superpowers or added superpowers. She's a rock. She's just a rock. She's your ranged high damage flight character that has some of her built in economy, like I said. So she's just a solid character for four threat. And I cannot wait to get to Ultron our next episode. Mm -hmm. That's going to be great. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Catch our streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol at twitch.tv slash Fury's Finest and our streams of Star Wars Legion at twitch.tv slash the Canon Cantina. We want to thank everyone that's tuned in to either one of those channels to watch our streams. You know, with Marvel Crisis Protocol right now, we're just trying to get the hobbying out of the way. We're trying to get the Patreon going so we can meet some of these equipment goals for the streaming because we've got a lot of future plans for the streaming and the battle reports chris of course require professional equipment which we are starting to look into and and get going so just follow us guys on these twitch pages it really helps us out trying to get more followers and then that way you guys will know when we're live which is hopefully going to be fairly consistent chris when we get this going anytime we're testing something new or just Playing for fun. Exactly. Like, no no pressure, you know, just hanging out, sipping some beverages. And letting it rip. <laughs> yeah, letting that uh, binary mode go. I'm just, <laughs> I, I cannot wait. So please follow us there. Follow the show also on Twitter, at Fury's Finest Cast, Instagram, at Fury's Finest, and Facebook.com slash Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We will read all of this on future mailbag episodes. But I do want to say, everyone that's left us a review thus far, thank you so much. You guys have left some kind words. Very, very nice. It really warms the cold, dark recesses of our evil hearts. Yeah, we're not evil, Chris. That's I'm a- evil. 
<laughs> you are that's a not. nice that's a nice uh trick there i'm real bad and everyone that hasn't even left us review yet but if you message us personally on facebook or left us comments on the marvel crisis protocol page thank you every comment helps guide us and just encourages us and keeps us going because we just want to keep making this content as high level for you guys we can high level production and enjoyment and every review fuels that it sure does and we want to thank approaching nirvana for our intro and outro music and please help spread the word of our show by liking rating reviewing and subscribing once again you can follow me on twitter and instagram at j-e-s-s-e-e-a-k-i-n check out my star wars show the canon cantina on your podcast catcher of choice and on social media at the c-a-n-o-n-c-a-n-t-i-n-a and please follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. guys take care of him and i'll bring a bazorian elixir when i come back where are you going to kill thanos hey you know we usually work as a team here and uh between you and i morale's a little fragile we realize up there is more your territory but this is our fight too you even know where he is i know people who might so let's get him use them to bring everyone back because before you didn't have me where the hell have you been all this time there are a lot of other planets in the universe and unfortunately they didn't have you guys